0: Um, I'm going to just get started since it's um, it's about the, the top of the hour now. Um, so this is uh, the Fiction Olds and New Book Group. And today is uh, Thursday, August 3rd, 2017. And we're discussing A Hologram for the King by Dave Eggers. There was a really, really good... Um, Biography of Dave Eggers, I thought, in the book, so I didn't want to go over everything again. So I just thought I'd mention a couple of quick little things, and and then we can start with the discussion. Um, so Dave Eggers, one of the things that he's known for is he started this program in. I think San Francisco, called 826 Valencia, which I I assume is a a street address. And it's a really, really well-known writing program for young people. And I was watching a couple of weeks ago on uh, C-SPAN on Book TV, and they had the opening of... um, the American Writers Museum in Chicago, and they brought out all these students to speak, and they were all part of this 826 program in Chicago, and I was like, wow, his program must be, you know, really famous if they're bringing him out for the American Writers Museum opening in Chicago, you know, along with a lot of, you know, very well-known writers that have uh, connections to Chicago. And I found a couple of just very short reviews about this book, which I thought, Summed up well, you know, sort of the the main theme or one of the main themes. So I'm just going to read two of them really quickly. This one's from the Washington Post, and it says a diverting, well-written novel about a middle-aged American dreamer joined to a critique of how the American dream has been subverted by outsourcing our know-how and manufacturing to third-world nations. And then from the Chicago Tribune. Um, it says, Eggers understands the pressures of American downward mobility and in the protagonist of this novel, Alan Clay has created an everyman, a postmodern Willie Loman. The novel operates on a grand, grand and global scale but is also intimate. So, why don't we see what, what everybody thought of this book?
1: Well, I guess if no one wants to start, I'll start. I thought the book was okay. Um, I don't always have to like characters to like the book, but I really did not like Alan at all. I found him really annoying. I thought he was rude and disrespectful to his team. He would just show up late, and then he would lie about why he was late. He would go up and try to find out something from the secretary, and then he would forget to ask her for food, and for some reason he didn't go back and ask again and say, I forgot to ask, what about this? He would he would go down in some construction hole and just wander around aimlessly. I just found him really really annoying and I didn't like him at all and and that um I had a problem with the book because I because he was such a major part of the book and I'm not sure I'll see what you guys think. Do you think the author intended us to like him or do you think she didn't want us to like him?
0: Well, one of the things that i thought about when i was when i was reading this book was is this a comic book or is this a serious book or is it kind of a combination of the two because i thought there were some i thought the book covered a lot of different kind of territories i mean all this stuff about um how they did work in saudi arabia they took alan and his team they put him in this tent and they were like, it was like ridiculous. I mean, it was like they didn't have any Internet. They didn't have any food. Um, he kept going in and asking for all the things that they needed. And it was so ridiculous that I kind of saw it sort of as, as a comic um, part of the story. It was sort of showing a little bit the way that things are done in other places. But it was it was so crazy that it became sort of funny and I like the romance that he had with the doctor as well I thought that was really very sweet so you saw sort of a romantic part of the story as well um, you know there were troubling aspects I thought his relationship with his daughter his relationship with his father was kind of troubling as well particularly I think his relationship with his father and um, so, you know, I think that the author, I, I agreed with the reviews. I thought he was trying to make a point that, um, you know, that we've exported a lot of our technology and a lot of our manufacturing overseas, um, that, it's, that it's really not based in the United States, that people have to go around the globe to to get, you know, business contacts, and how difficult it is to do business with people from other countries. They have different customs and things like that. Um, so I thought he was trying to make an important point, but he was trying to do it in, in, in um, you know, with this character. I, I had a different reaction than Sherry. I actually found him really sympathetic. Um, I think that there are certainly enough people that I've met in my life who in Middle Ages, you know, their career kind of goes bust. And they have to try to find a new line of business. They have to either go to school or try a whole different type of career. And he reminded me of that. He reminded me of somebody who many years earlier would have been very successful but because of the way the manufacturing industry went, he really wasn't very successful anymore, and he was worried about helping his daughter financially. So I, I actually found him very sympathetic, and I, I kind of hope that things would have would have ended up, you know, better for him at the at the end of the story.
2: Well, uh, I'm kind of like Sherry. I had a hard time figuring out why anybody would write a book about somebody that was so uninteresting uh <laughs> sorry but uh uh I, I just didn't like anything about Alan either and, I, and I'm sorry he shares my name but uh uh, uh he, he I had a hard time figuring out how he was ever successful at anything because he just he just seemed like such a loser Maybe that, maybe that's a reference to Willie Loman I guess but uh uh I, 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 I just found him very hard to like and uh uh and uh like i said i i found it really hard i mean yeah some of the interesting i mean some of the parts that the book brought out about us uh uh outsourcing everything to the other countries and stuff and, and kind of wondering uh and you know, now we're wondering why wages are flat and, and nothing happens in our country anymore uh doesn't seem real surprising to me but uh apparently everybody else was real surprised by that and uh Uh, I I just found it real hard to to get into it and uh, it it didn't really get any better. I mean, then all of a sudden it just ended and then, you know, they didn't get the contract and, and, and and bam, he, he's going to hang around over in Saudi Arabia a little bit longer trying to dig up some work. I'm I'm not sure he ought to hold his breath waiting on it, but uh, uh, I, I just had a hard time finding anything to like about it.
1: Yeah. Your point is well taken, Michelle. I think, perhaps the author was trying to say that you know he was successful before and times have changed but maybe it would have been nice to have a flashback of him being successful because like alan i have a hard time seeing how he ever would have been i mean he just i guess maybe it's my own personal thing but i really don't like people that just lie for their own convenience and he would just be late and just make up something and he met those guys that didn't speak English and thought he could settle this dispute by flipping a coin. I, I, you just wonder how he could get along in business acting like that. And it would have been nice to see a previous version of him who was a little more dynamic and successful. Then I perhaps would have felt more sympathy. I also speaking of the romance, I'm glad you brought that up. I don't see what she saw in him. I, I did not see that coming and given his reaction to that first woman that was interested in him, that he kind of um, he masturbated her and, and wasn't interested in having a relationship with her himself. And So what do you think he saw in the doctor that he didn't see in this other woman? I, I thought maybe he didn't want a relationship with any woman, but then all of a sudden he's sleeping with the doctor, so that wasn't the case. I didn't. I, I don't know if I missed something, but I didn't get that dynamic.
0: Well, I thought the relationship with the Dutch woman, I think I think she came on to him pretty strongly, and I think he just wasn't particularly interested in her. I mean, she she definitely made it clear that she was interested in him, and you know, maybe with her it was just the fact that he was a white man in this country, um, and, you know, she had already met maybe all the other foreign people there, um, you know, from from the United States or England or, you know, the Netherlands or whatever. I I don't know what her motivation was, but she definitely, you know, liked him. I think the doctor was a different type. I mean, she was much more sympathetic, um, and I liked the way that they had that kind of email correspondence, and, you know, they just kind of got to know each other a little bit slowly. But the doctor... I think liked him because he wasn't from her background and he was he was you know more western and she was she had a little bit of boldness in her I mean she brought him to her house And she, you know, told him, I have to go swimming with you, but I have to look like I'm a man. So she went topless so that if anybody saw them, they would just see that she was wearing, you know, the male bottoms as opposed to wearing a woman's bathing suit. Um, So I think they were different types. I I really did. The the doctor, I thought, was a much more sympathetic type than the – I mean, the Dutch woman wasn't a bad person, but I just don't think he was interested in her. I mean, sometimes people just get together because they're in a different place far away from home and they're lonely, and, you know, that's just what what happens. I don't think that's so, so unusual. Um, I did have one technology question, which maybe somebody understood better than I did. They were there to do a hologram technology, which I think is where you have an image of a person, and the person is in another location, but you can see them, In the in the location that you want to transfer the technology to, so they're almost like standing on stage. It's sort of like an image of them, and I wondered why anybody would want to do that technology. Because isn't it better to do like video conferencing? What is so attractive about a a hologram technology? I didn't understand.
2: Well, I can't answer that because I'm kind of like you, Michelle. I would I would think that's like overkill, because the the resources to be required to do a hologram when you could just uh, do video is is beyond me. Uh, I I mean, I'm sure it's like a 3D effect. It's supposed to be really cool, but uh, uh, there you go. Uh, Yeah, I I got the impression with the Dutch woman, this guy just didn't seem to have any confidence left. I'm kind of like, sure, I don't understand how he could have ever been successful, because I mean, i mean i don't think people change all that much much in their lives i mean you know we evolve and hopefully we grow and become wiser and stuff but uh uh if you're incompetent when you're 50 something you're you were probably incompetent when you were younger too and uh, uh i mean what kind of idiot tells somebody he doesn't know in saudi arabia that he works for the cia i mean that was just stupid and uh uh but i got the impression with that the danish woman i think she was a good bit younger than he was and uh, you know, I, I I just don't think he connected with her at all, and I, and I think a lot of it was because he didn't seem to have any confidence in himself. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's my opinion.
3: Yeah, this is uh, Joshua. Uh, I don't think Alan was here when I told it to Sherry and Michelle. Uh, sure, Mom. Um, but I I think I think that. Um Alan, I was not, when I told um, Sherry and Michelle that I did not read the book because I'm reading, I'm reading another book right now. But also, really, the book. Uh, when I saw the summary and saw the title of the book, I just didn't, um, I just didn't want to. Uh, this didn't sound interesting to me. And um, Alan's, what Alan said and what Sherry said, it does not sound like a book that I would really like. And as far as the hologram technology, I've never heard at least. Um, in some of the stuff that I've read about, I've not read too much into this, but uh, whenever you hear about businesses and things like that, you always hear about video calling. If they're going to see somebody, they always do like video video conference calls, or you know, at least audio conference calls, at least if not video. Um, but never, never, never the uh, hologram things. I've never heard of that being done in a business setting where you need to, you know, if you have colleagues in the different corners of the world or whatever usually it's like skype video conferencing or you know they've got other you know uh i think it's called facetime or face some kind of phone i think it's called facetime or something like that where you can where you can uh, see the person you're talking to get back um but um at least that's that's my impression so that's why i did not uh, did not read the book so
1: well i think um the hologram thing, Michelle, might go back to your point that perhaps the author was intending this to be somewhat of a comedy, because that really would be overkill. Frankly, I think video conferencing is overkill. I mean, why do you need to see your colleagues sitting around a table? It, I it just I don't understand, but perhaps it's a sighted person thing that there's something to be said for that, but I don't get it either. And I think you're probably right. Maybe he didn't like the younger woman because she was a lot younger than him and came on too strong. And so he developed something with a doctor who perhaps was attracted to him just because he was Western. That kind of makes more sense. And I agree with Alan that the whole CIA thing was like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> you would think if you've traveled around the world, you would never mention that no matter where you were.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that the hologram to me just seems like what I would call showmanship. I, I thought of like, um, you know how they have these big conferences where they unveil new technology, And they bring out, like, I I don't know, whoever is the head of this company or that company. So I could see in that setting, because as a technology company, that you might want to, you know, if the person couldn't be there, well, maybe you'd want to have some sort of image of them so that the audience, instead of just seeing, like, the person on the screen, they kind of see them standing on the stage. But it did seem strange to me that they would want to have a hologram technology as opposed to video conferencing, but... The book was written in two thousand and twelve. Well that's when it was published, probably it was written before then. So maybe at that time the Skype wasn't as popular. I, I just didn't know. I was trying to trying to figure it out. Um, I'm sorry that, you know, you guys didn't didn't like the book very much. I, I feel bad when I pick books and people don't like it. I know I didn't write the book. But I feel like, you know, if people didn't like the book, that it was sort of a waste of their time. Um, I, I did want to ask you, Ginny, if you had any, any thoughts about the book. Um, we don't have to have a very long conversation about it. I don't want people to discuss it. You know, I, I wrote down some questions, but if people really didn't take to the book, we don't have to have a long conversation. But, Ginny, if you had any comments, that would be great. Um, and another thing I wondered is, which I thought was kind of interesting, was just about the whole experience of of dislocation. You know, some people love that experience. They They like to just go on a plane... And go to another country or someplace and just walk around, and they don't know any of the customs, and they may not know the language, and they find it very exhilarating to be in a place like that, and then other people find it very overwhelming to be in a place where they don't really understand what's going on, and I thought he did that pretty well, actually, because, you know, you have this person who came to the hotel he found out that he couldn't drive. He had to hire a driver to get him to where he had to go. And, you know, and then there was the scene like with the Dutch woman who took them to that secret party. So there was like this sort of secret underground society there which had like a Western flavor to it in this, you know, in this place where women had a, probably, you know, wear all kinds of certain outfits and, and, and everything like that, and there was no alcohol, although there obviously was alcohol, you know, it was just sort of underground, but um, I, I find, I always find reading about the experience of dislocation really interesting because people have very, very different viewpoints about whether they, they like that experience or not.
4: Yeah, hi, this is Jenny. Um- I actually had a kind of different take on this. Now, I I didn't find it easy to get into the book. It was a book that I reflected upon. I think it was kind of dreamlike. I felt that um, Alan was not a particularly um, heroic character, but I felt that, um, you know, he was rather disoriented. In his earlier life, I guess he had been successful to a certain extent, and here he was in um, just a completely different... um, you know universe of business you know and i think he was when he was um you know having trouble helping his uh colleagues with the food and the wi-fi i think he was just he didn't know which foot to put first he was symbolic i think of you know um how how the rules of the game have changed you know uh i felt that's why he was sort of you know drifting around he was trying to get his footing trying to figure out okay how do i deal with uh this situation where the king is not coming i keep waiting for him you know who's in authority here what am i supposed to do and um i i felt he was pretty sympathetic i mean i thought he was you know um I, i guess my the turning point for me was i wish he had gone to college because it shows you the shift we have from the manufacturing industry to the information industry. And I thought that it was a bit surreal. I liked the comic relief of the character, his driver. I felt that it was a, a book that was, like you said, uh, Michelle, a lot about dislocation, disorientation. And I actually, I kind of only got about two-thirds the way from the book. I read it right away, then I read it again, and I part of it I think I must have fallen asleep but um, definitely a sense of mood disturbing about the changes um, in the global economy
2: well Alan, Alan was certainly disoriented I'd have to say but uh, uh, I, I mean really this guy well, does he not go to college I, I missed that I, I guess I assumed he had been to college but uh, uh, I, I wondered about him because not only did he try to Did he stick a steak knife in that thing on his neck? Then he also stuck a needle in it, too. And I'm thinking, uh, he just did so many stupid things in the book, I don't know how he could have ever have been successful. I mean, uh, you know, that scene where he got out on uh, on the river in that rowboat when there were crocodiles out there and stuff, I I, I don't know. I just... uh, uh, I, I I don't suffer fools gladly. I realize that's one of my shortcomings and stuff uh, 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 of, of many others. But uh, he just seemed like a total uh, uh, a total screw up to me, and I I, I did not care for him. Uh, uh, the, the The best part of the book was was Youssef the the driver. I thought he he was at least somewhat entertaining. I, I kind of liked him, and uh, but. Uh, Alan kept doing one stupid thing after another, and then, like like Sherry said, then, then he would lie about stuff. So uh, uh, I, I, I just didn't like the man. I, like I said, I had a hard time understanding how he could have ever have been successful at anything. And a- anybody that would move a bicycle plant to Greenville, Mississippi, you know, I'm from Mississippi, so I can say this, uh, without doing their homework and stuff and knowing if they have, you know, labor available, you know, to to, to do the work and stuff, it, it seemed like it's not one of the organization, you know, you know, fell to the floor.
0: Yeah, I, I I didn't have the sense that he had been very successful before. But I, I did have the sense that, as Jenny said, um, the world was changing. So I think that he was somebody – he reminded me of my dad, actually. My father um, – worked for a, a company a Monsanto company which is a big company for a long time and then he went into business um, when he was around 40 he had two partners and they opened up a factory So my father was in the manufacturing industry and by the time that you know he wanted to retire which was like in the mid1990s the world had changed and what my father and his partners manufactured, They couldn't sell the business to anybody. Nobody wanted it anymore. So they had to just liquidate and, you know, get what they could. Um, But this was a business that kept, you know, a number of families going for 30 years. So... um, I think during that time, the world had changed and a lot of things had shifted overseas. So that's what it sort of reminds me of, of the way that the economy has changed. It's changed from manufacturing in the United States to manufacturing overseas, but also it's much more of an information technology uh, economy than you know it was in the 1960s, the 1970s, the 1980s. Um, you know, then now everything shifts towards information technology. So, I didn't have the sense that he was a great success beforehand, and then he went overseas and he wasn't a success. I don't think he ever really was a success, but I think he bought into the American dream which was, you know, that you can work hard and you could you make your, your way in manufacturing. And then he found out that, that it wasn't really going to be so. And he, he was so desperate to make money to be able to, to uh, pay his daughter's college tuition. Because imagine if you're a man and you have a daughter... And you can't pay her college tuition. You know what kind of what way does that make you feel about yourself? It doesn't really make you feel like a man, I would think. You would just feel kind of like a failure that you that you were so. You know, he went overseas, and this was his last-ditch effort to try to make money. Um, And he had a very horrible, bad relationship with his father. His father was like, you know, gung-ho America, and he was very surprised that, you know, now they're. he said they're building American bridges in Taiwan, not in America anymore, and they're bringing them over. You know, it's easier for them to build them there instead of here. So he was raised with those values that, you know, America is the best country in the world, and we can do everything right, and then all of a sudden, the rug was pulled out from under him, and you know what, it it, it really wasn't that way anymore. And I thought he did a really, really good job of showing that state of mind. So I think if you're somebody who um, has never really experienced that, that feeling... That um, you know the rug can be pulled out from underneath you. That that you could lose your sense of security very easily. Then maybe this is a hard book to relate to. It wasn't a hard book for me to relate to at all. It was really really easy for me to relate to. Um, I understand that feeling. I've seen it with a lot of people. That they you know they go to college. They go to graduate school. They think they're going to be really successful, and then sometime in their 30s, their 40s, sometimes older than that, you know, they lose their job, or or somebody gets really sick, or something like that happens, and their whole world changes. So it was really easy for me to relate to that. That was the feeling that I had when I read this book. Um, It was a book that you know was about somebody in midlife, or maybe a little older than midlife, um, who really was was grasping to try to you know to to build a relationship with somebody to build a career to support his daughter you know to sort of make peace with his father all those kind of things were in the story um but anyway um so i'm sorry it wasn't wasn't a big for everybody um so i guess what we could do if you want is we could just have some final comments and then sherry could just mention our our next book then
1: well no i don't think we should stop the discussion i think this is really interesting um I think because we have different takes on the book, it makes for an interesting discussion. And by the way, it's interesting you mentioned Monsanto. Just weird coincidence. My mom worked for Monsanto, although she was a blue-collar worker in the factory. Um, I guess, you know, in terms of not paying for his daughter's tuition, that's something I did feel some sympathy for him on. But he didn't really just, he just didn't seem to be trying. And I wondered if he, you know, in the past had, You know, just not, it just doesn't seem how he could get to where he was without, with this kind of work ethic of being late all the time and just, you know, hanging out and goofing off and stuff. Um, I did, the best part of the book I thought was the picture of Saudi Arabia. And I've read a lot of other books about Saudi Arabia or that took place in Saudi Arabia and these parties they have and the alcohol that's behind the scenes. It seems like that's pretty accurate. And the guy must have done his uh, research in looking at that stuff. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, did he ever write a letter to Kit? Because he kept talking about it, but I don't think he ever did. And I uh, just have to—I I, don't—I think at the end of the book he was going to hang around and try to get more business. Hopefully, he wasn't going to buy one of those condominiums that guy was pushing.
2: No, I, I think he started a lot of letters to Kit, but I never got the sense that he ever sent any of them. So that—that uh, that, that was just a a, a, a a way to develop, you know, side information about. Uh, uh, him and his daughter I think but uh, and I also liked the the portrayal of of Saudi Arabia because I mean I've not read anything about that over there and it's interesting about the way they seem to be so Arabic in a lot of ways and and then they're they're totally hypocritical when when, I guess when business is being done or whatever because apparently the drinking does go on and stuff like that but I find the whole sad thing about all this is everybody keeps talking about how the world's changed and stuff. I mean, what really happened in, to our world and our economy is we got a bunch of corporations over in this country, and they all wanted to to, to produce stuff at the, at the lowest price possible. So they out – I mean, we were successful in the early 20th century when we had a bunch of immigrant labor over here working for next to nothing. And then when prices started going up because people wanted to get paid for their labor – they outsourced it all to other parts of the world. Now everybody's wondering why America doesn't have anything anymore. So, I mean, it's not rocket science, people. I mean, that's what happens. And, uh, sorry, uh, you know, I sound like a, uh, like I'm on a soapbox and, uh, I, I'm an old curmudgeon, but, uh, uh it, it's, it's sad. What I mean, but, but a lot of, a lot of what we're dealing with it, was just done to it, done to us by ourselves.
1: Yeah. I think the desire to make more and more money has resulted in that. That is true. And I think, too, that um, what Michelle mentioned about having the rug pulled out from under you, I suspect we've all experienced that, and that is true. But it, he just didn't seem to be doing anything to help himself, I guess. And perhaps, like, you know, you were saying, Michelle, that he's kind of wandering around not knowing what to do next, and so, you know, that might make me a little more sympathetic. And something that Alan said about um, moving the factory to Mississippi, I hadn't thought about that before. But if that's such a really bad idea, that kind of lends credence to what Michelle was saying—that perhaps this author is trying to make this somewhat satirical. Like, who would move a plat to, to Mississippi? And that's supposed to be funny. If, if like Alan, you, you picked up on that, I that that went over my head. Well, one reason
2: that the companies originally started moving. Uh, uh, manufacturing-based places down south was because we didn't we didn't tend to support labor unions and stuff. So uh, there again, they're they're trying to save a buck and stuff. So uh, that, that that's the allure. But uh, uh, yeah, but, but but like I said, at, at the end of the day, you know if you, if you keep trying to uh, I mean if you, you keep trying to produce your product at less and less and less cost, and it, it's the workers in your country that end up you know. Paying the price and losing the jobs and stuff—I mean, that's kind of a double-edged sword. Because at the end of the day, you know, the jobs all leave the country and go elsewhere, and uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. But 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 that's what it is. It's the profit motive that, that and all this stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I just thought of this as sort of a like a quietly comic novel, I guess, that he was just trying to make the point that. Um, you know, many people buy into the American dream and but it doesn't work out for everybody. I mean a lot of people have this idea that you know they're gonna you know go into business or, or work for a business or go to school or whatever. And it does work out for many people, but it doesn't work out for everybody. And I think that he was somebody who, you know the way he was raised by his father. His father was a union man, and he believed in the American way. And this was the way that he was raised. He believed in American manufacturing, and he tried his hardest to succeed at it. His ideas weren't great, and maybe his skills weren't great, but he really bought into it. And and then he was so desperate to to you know to be a success, to to do well at business, that he was willing to go overseas to a country that he really didn't understand. The, the customs of and put himself in this ridiculous situation that he was in a tent with no wi-fi with no water with no food i mean it was it was like stretched to the point that you couldn't believe that somebody would end up in this situation but they were um and they were waiting for the king and then that dutch woman said well the king hasn't been here in 18 months so how long are they going to wait for the king um so it just seemed to me like it wasn't like a laugh out loud comedy, but he was sort of poking fun gently at at, at some of the the beliefs and the uh, that people have and that you know often they work out for people but they don't work out for everybody and he like like Willie Loman I think is a perfect example he really is that 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 type of character so um I don't know. It's it's hard picking books for book groups. I have to say it's not the easiest thing. And sometimes I read something and I think, oh, this would be interesting. But I think when people have such a strong negative reaction, <laughs> I say to myself, you know, maybe it's better to pick out you know a different a different type of book because I, I I don't know if this was maybe this was a gentle satire or something. And and I I don't know. It just it, it's I wasn't sure what the reaction was, but it was it was. You know, it was it was different than I thought it was going to be,
2: Michelle? Quit apologizing for the book. I mean, uh, I learn something from every book I read, even even though I've, it may not be you know the best read in the world. So, uh, uh, you know, I learned something from this one. So, uh, you know, don't, don't worry about it. You, you know, you, you, you work hard at trying to pick these things. So, we appreciate the effort. So, uh, 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 not everybody's going to like every book, but you know. If we're open-minded and smart, we'll learn something from it. And I think that's the case here, too. And I thought it was kind of interesting at the end. Uh, w- we got the old kind of uh, – they kind of twisted the knife because, you know, who gets the contract? Of course, the Chinese. And I thought that that was kind of telling, too, at the end because, uh, I mean, here, here they come out. They get to do their presentation in the black box building while uh, Alan and his folks and – I, and I got a little confused whether Reliant was was U.S. or – I got the feeling they were kind of a U.S. slash U.K. organization because I, I know what, the hologram, I think, may have been coming from the U.K., so I was a little confused about where, what kind of company they were, but uh, uh, th- 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 that was kind of uh, twisting the knife in it then, end, let, letting the Chinese uh, get the contract.
1: Um, yeah, we've all picked books that people haven't liked. So definitely no need to apologize. And I actually like the book better than I like the character of Alan. Um, so I will definitely say that. So yeah, there's this has been an interesting discussion in spite of the fact that a couple of us didn't like the book as well as a couple of other people. And that's fine. We've all been there. So there's no need to apologize at all. It is difficult picking books. I've certainly picked books people haven't liked too, and I felt bad about it too. But uh, there's no reason to. Nobody holds it against you. Um, I was wondering if we could speculate about what happens at the end. Because I would, you know, is Alan going to hang around and, and hook up with this doctor and maybe move in and maybe come up with some way to pay his daughter's tuition? Or is she going to have to go to work study you know when she goes back to school? be interesting. I would have liked a nice epilogue like five years later because I was interested enough that I was curious as to what happened to him
0: well it 's not an epilogue, but there 's actually a movie that was filmed of this book, and i did I did see the movie. I actually saw the movie before I read the book, and the movie is actually quite different than the book um, and maybe my, my feeling about the book might be a little bit colored by the, by the movie. Um, Tom Hanks actually plays Alan Clay in the movie, so he's he's a pretty big star. And um, there's a lot of um, of conversation between him and the driver Yosef, you know, which is kind of funny. And there's a lot of scenes where they're in the tent, you know, with all the IT people, and he's trying to, like, figure out what to do, and he goes wandering off into the main building, and in the movie, which I don't think happened in the book, he actually met the doctor in the main building. Um, But I thought in the book that he met the doctor actually at the clinic. But in in the movie, the doctor comes in much earlier than she did in the book. And they have much more of a romance in the movie. Um, And he ends up being with her at the end of of the movie, which is different than in the book. So they kind of took out... um, the more depressing elements of the book in the movie. Like, there wasn't really much about his daughter. There are some scenes where he's writing letters to his daughter, and I don't think the letters were actually sent, but he's just writing the letters and all the stuff with his father and his ex-wife that's not in the movie at all so the movie was much more comic i thought than the book um they I think they picked out the more funnier parts of the book and they put it in the movie and tom hanks really was good <laughs> as as alan play he clay he was he was very sympathetic i thought
2: well tom hanks is a, is a big name I, I can't believe that movie made a lot of money though but uh and i assume it has the same name as the book but uh Speaking of the doctor though i, I did like her she she, she was kind of racy though I mean, come on, I thought that story about trying to look like a man you know played kind of well, I guess, but I mean she just wanted to expose her breast come on can't you just wear it can't you wear a t shirt and pass for a man? I know when i when I go swimming I have it on swim trunks i i, I wear a t shirt till I get to the pool and stuff, so uh seemed like there was something else she could have done, but uh uh, I, I kind of liked her. She, she was uh, she was bold.
1: Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny, too. And I thought she did that intentionally also, that she was just using that as an excuse to seduce him because she was uh, more aggressive than he was. That's really interesting that there was a movie, and I bet it did give you a different picture of the whole story than the book did, perhaps. That's very interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought that she was... I mean, they, they had an email correspondence, and I think that they liked each other. Um, I, I thought that it was, it was a little bit of everything. I think that she was worried that her neighbors would look out the window and they would see her in the pool with him, and that was not going to be good. So she had to put on male swim trunks. So if her neighbors looked and they saw her swimming, they would just see her back and male swim trunks, and they would make the assumption that she was a man. Um, so I think that, you know, maybe she used that as a way to get him interested in her. But I also thought that there was, you know, in that country, women have to abide by certain rules, as as we all know. So I thought there was some real, um, you know, real reasons for her to, to dress like that. Um and I mean, I don't know much about about Saudi Arabia, but I know that a lot of the, the women there, you know, they wear the that outer clothes which are very plain. But underneath, supposedly, if they're wealthy, um, they wear like gorgeous clothes, like designer clothes and designer jewelry and all kinds of stuff. And they kind of show it to each other, you know, to women. But they don't, they can't really do it out in in public. They have to look conservatively. But underneath, when they're wearing their clothes. It's like beautiful, and they have all kinds of, you know, their hair and their makeup and, and all that
3: kind of stuff. So it's, it's,
0: it's a, you know, it's a, it's a interesting culture, I guess.
3: Um, And Michelle, that's interesting you said there's a movie and uh, this book, even though I've not read the book or seen the movie. I, I do agree with you what you said about, is isn't surprising when you said the movie kind of didn't show the more depressing aspects of the story. Um, because I remember this is not the same book at all, but I remember I, I experienced that with a book that I read. Um, it's unbarred. It was called Crazy Heart. Where I read the book and it was it kind of had a, a depressing ending. I wasn't exactly quite sure how the book ended. Then when I saw the movie, I did not know there was a movie of the book. And then I was looking at my described movies and I thought, wait a second, I've seen that name before. I'm like, oh yeah, it's from the book that I read. And then I saw the movie. It was fun to see because the movie was was totally different it was it was a little bit more positive a little more upbeat it had a much happier ending than the than the, than the book did so it was kind it was kind of uh, so I, I it is interesting what you said about your movie that they did the same thing they kind of took you said they took out some of the more uh, depressing aspects of the uh, of of the book a hologram for the king and put and you know it made it more kind of a funnier type movie so that is so that kind of didn't surprise me because i've seen that with uh, with my own experiences
1: I was wondering if you guys uh, started to feel some tension when he went off with uh, Youssef, Because I was afraid that uh, even though I didn't like him much, I didn't want him to get hurt or anything. I was afraid he was going to get hurt, especially after he did the CIA thing. I was really concerned that somebody was just going to kill him or kidnap him or something like that. And then at one point, he shot his gun and almost hit a kid or something. I forget the exact details of that. So that was a little tense in terms of what could have happened to him while he was up there with Yusuf.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I thought so, too. But, but that was so Alan. I mean, I mean, who could mistake a boy for a wolf? I mean, come on. I mean, he, he just did one stupid thing after another. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I wonder if the man even knew, knew how to go to the bathroom. I don't know. But uh, anyway, uh, he, he, he was something else. But but that that, that wasn't – I'm like you. I, I still didn't want him to, to uh, uh, end up getting strung up by those people because uh, I was afraid he was going to do something stupid like shooting the boy. But uh, 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 I guess when he escaped after telling that guy he was with the CIA, uh, 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 they weren't going to let anything happen to him.
1: Well, that was kind of interesting, too, because they made a point of saying that shooting a gun was something he was very good at and once again it didn't work out for him and actually i don't know about down there in mississippi but up here you hear about hunters all the time accidentally shooting each other or shooting a you know a dog you know just they seem that doesn't seem unrealistic to me that he would have almost shot the kid
0: yeah, I, I thought that scene. I, I mean, I kept thinking he was just really reckless. Like he he went off with these people. He didn't know these people. He didn't know where he was going. And then it just got worse and worse because he almost killed that boy. And can you imagine if you're you know in a foreign country and and this happens? I, mean, I, I can't even imagine how horrendous. The, it, it's horrible. It would be horrible any place, but. It, be much more worse over there you know with a different legal system and and everything like that so i thought it was that was probably the moment in the book that was the most terrifying because of of his recklessness i thought
2: yeah y'all talked about the the whole uh the whole relocation or not relocation whatever the word y'all use about people that go traveling to other countries and uh uh not doing their due diligence stuff i mean I wouldn't anymore go over to a Middle Eastern country without knowing something about the customs and stuff as I would uh, 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 do something, you know, uh, as I would go scuba diving without, without an air tank. I mean, uh, I, I, you know, what some people, and I, and I realize everybody's different and so, stuff, but uh, uh, it seems to me like it's just an invitation for disaster for you not to know a little bit about the country you're, you're, you're visiting, especially when the customs are so very different from where, like from American stuff, you can, you can really, you know, stick your foot in your mouth and, you know, get yourself into some serious trouble if you're not careful.
1: It's also pretty irresponsible of the company he works for not to give him some you know at least an hour or so of information about the country he's going to so that he is warned about stuff to do although you would think anybody would know not to say you're in the CIA I mean even if you go to the UK or Ireland or someplace you wouldn't go around saying that
0: yeah I mean I think usually uh, there are certainly people that will explain to you but I, I didn't have the feeling that he was like closely aligned that closely with another country i thought he was almost working on spec sort of um like he wasn't really representing a company just more like he went over and he was trying and hoping to bring business to the company so he just seemed to be very much i thought at loose ends but um i don't know Ginny. do you have any any final comments about the book um is there anything else you wanted to say
4: well everything that's been said it's been great i part of the book I think I fell asleep more but I think I really am grateful Michelle that you picked this book it's sort of um, with the fiction you can kind of get into some of these situations that we read about you know globalization that kind of thing the atmosphere I really enjoyed that the absurdity of a lot of the scenes they were so extreme and so absurd and then finally I've been thinking while you guys are talking about something I read um, I think this was a speech some CEO gave about you know um we 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 took the price of a t-shirt down a dollar but what happened to the wages of the people that were impacted when we uh tried to you know cut costs by moving their jobs overseas and his concept was you know capitalism always looks at profits what about prosperity for a wider range of people
2: well yeah that that's the problem but uh- that, they never look at the prosperity for the wider range of the people, especially the workers and stuff. They always focus on the people that hold the stock in the companies and stuff and the, and the ones that, that are already the halves. That, that's where they tend to focus their efforts.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Um, it's interesting that a CEO would be saying that. Um, obviously, a more thoughtful CEO. I think the word you used, Jenny, absurd, You know, really captures a lot of the feeling of this book. We've talked about whether or not we think the author's trying to be funny or satirical or serious or sad, and there is a lot of absurdity in the book, and I think perhaps that's what the author is going for.
4: And, uh, you know, Michelle, I found myself the first time through, I I, I really wasn't drawn in, but the second time, it it started me reflecting on some of these things, and um, I wanted to know, I think I'm going to search up David Eggers I wonder if Dave Eggers I wonder if anybody has read any of his other books
0: this is actually the first book of his that I've read but what I know about him is um, he wrote a book um, of course I can't something about heartbreaking work of something or other which was kind of a memoir which is about him raising his younger brother I think after his parents died Um, and it was pretty pretty famous book um and he's also known as kind of um he he writes a magazine called the believer um and he's he's very like involved in all kinds of literary things and he started this writing place uh, 826 valencia which has um outposts in like new york and ann arbor and chicago and different places as well so he's he's a really well-known person in the um in literary circles um and he has a, a very—he uh, has a big reputation. I haven't read enough of his work to know if, you know, some of it is based on all of his his activities, I guess, and his is you know promoting of writing or. Um, but supposedly that the memoir that he wrote is supposed to be really, really excellent. And he's written, um, in fact, Tom Hanks, I mean, I, I don't know Tom Hanks, but he seems to have a strong relationship to his work because another book that he wrote called The Circle, which is also has a lot to do with technology, um, was just made into another movie st- starring Tom Hanks. So um, I guess he has a lot of movie money from having his books options as well.
1: Well, if no one has any final comments, I will tell you about the next book. Um, I'll tell you about the next book, and if somebody has more comments, that's fine too. It's going to be. It's called The Wonder, and it's by Emma Donoghue, and she's the one who wrote the book The Room, in case people are familiar with that book. I did not read that book. Um, her last name is spelled D-O-N-O-G-H-U-E. And the DB number is 85758. And I'll put it up in the chat window as soon as I let go of the control key. Um, it's a book that takes place in Ireland um, sometime in the 1800s. And it's about a girl in a small Irish village who is claiming that she is staying alive just from manna from heaven and not eating or drinking anything. Well, actually, she might be drinking something. I forget that. Um A nurse who was in the Napoleonic Wars is um, hired to come over and watch her and try to figure out if this is a religious miracle or if there's something shady going on because she's starting to attract attention from people who think she can work miracles. And it's a really interesting, I thought, good book about Irish life at that time and the prejudices against the Irish and against religion and, of course, how the mystery is resolved is also quite interesting.
0: Yeah, I I actually just read the book very very recently um and I, not, I don't want to give anything away, but it's really a mystery. I, I saw it very much as a mystery. Um, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered in this book, and there is a lot of interesting historical details. But it's basically, I thought, a mystery story, um, and it was pretty compelling. And there's, you know, some twists and turns that I. There were some things I, I kind of guessed, and some things I didn't guess. So it was, it was a pretty good read, I thought. Um, and it is the same person who wrote the book Room. But it's like a totally different book than, than that book.
3: I've, I remember, I, I read Room uh, several years ago, and that book was, uh, that was a very different kind of book for me. Very, But uh, I've heard about this book, one, uh, The Wonder. I've heard this book um, has got at least what I've heard. It's got a lot of mixed reviews. Some people like it. Some people really, 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 really don't like it, which is probably true with any book. But um this book will definitely be a definitely be a neat book to check out because I've read Room before and that because that was that was very very different uh, kind of book I think for me and for anyone that's read it and uh, if you haven't read Room I, I, I do re- I do recommend it I recommend Room if you've not read it uh, Michelle if you think you said you didn't read it but uh, yeah I think I think I'm looking forward to this book because I have I have heard uh, I have heard it mentioned before but I I have not read it though but I have heard it mentioned.
0: Yeah, um, I actually, I didn't want to read Room, and every book group I went to, they would pick that book, and I finally read it, and it really was pretty good. So I don't know why I was fighting it. But this book is nothing like Room. I mean, it's is Room is a contemporary story, and this is like I would describe it as a historical mystery. And um, for people like many of us who care about the narration, um, the the person who reads the book is really good. She she really I thought did an excellent excellent job reading the story as well.
2: I generally don't like books like. Room where you got some crazed man that's got some woman held prisoner like he does, but but the good news at least in that one was it was resolved favorably not too far into the book. So uh, uh, I recently read a book by Nora Roberts called "Come Sundown" that uh, uh, had a separate plot line where this guy kidnaps this girl when she's like 21 and keeps her in you know keeps her a prisoner for like 15 years or or or. Even, or 20-something years, I think it is. But uh, I don't generally like that kind of stuff. But uh, at least it didn't go on quite so long in in Room.
1: Yeah, I had never read Room for the same reason. I I find it really uncomfortable to read books about women being held prisoner like that. Uh, The Nora Roberts book you described sounds awful. I I hope that was resolved nicely in the end, too.
4: Well,
0: this book, The Wonder, it's very interesting because the whole idea is how does somebody stay alive I mean this young girl is supposedly not eaten for several months and she's still alive and she's still healthy and you wonder how is the, how is this possible I mean she drinks a little bit of water a day but she's not eaten anything and because this is a very religious community they really want to believe that this is a miracle so you have a very compelling setting um, and then into this setting, you have this English nurse who's not religious at all, who doesn't really like the you know the way that, that people live in Ireland, and she's ve- she's very modern for the time. Um, so it was it was kind of an interesting setting, and I I was kind of drawn along by the mystery because I was trying to figure out. What's going on here? like what what's the real story? So like I said, some of it I did guess and some of it I did not guess. So if you decide to read the book, you'll have to see which parts you you guessed and which parts were were a surprise to you. But thank, thank you everybody for coming and um, you know hopefully you'll you'll all uh, you know try try the wonder and, and hopefully you'll like it.
3: Michelle, quick question for you do you do you always read do you and Sherry always read the books that you guys pick for our uh, book club the fiction Old New or do you sometimes uh, just like you know pick books you've heard about or I'm just kind of curious about you know what the criteria is for the club? I'm just a little curious about that.
0: Yes, um, Sherry and I actually started the group uh, four years ago and we made a deal. That one of us, not necessarily both of us, but one of us will have read the book ahead of time. The idea was we were trying to weed out like the really awful, awful books. So we were hoping that any book that we picked would have some good characters, you know, some interesting things to talk about, whatever. Um, There was one exception, and I know you were at the group when we picked Commonwealth, uh, when I picked Commonwealth. I had read part of that book, but not the whole book. And had I read the whole book... Um, I probably wouldn't have picked it. And I picked it because I started and it seemed okay, and I liked Ann Patchett, and I read a lot of her books. So I figured, oh, how bad could it be? That book wasn't so great. Um, But in the four years that we've been doing the group, um, one of us has always read the book ahead of time. Um, And, you know, the idea, like I said, is that, you know, but it's hard sometimes because sometimes Sherry and I, like, if we take turns, we do every other month. So sometimes, you know, one of us will have to have read like four books or five books or something. We'll get really crazy because we haven't really found a book yet. So sometimes it's a challenge, you know, to find a book um, that we think is good for the group because we we don't want to read the same things over and over again. But, um, you know, and both of us go to multiple groups as well, so it 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 becomes a challenge at time, but we do try to pick you know that that's our goal is to pick a book that that hopefully the group will like and that one of us has has already read.
1: yeah, it can be a challenge, both of us tend to get really obsessive about well, I don't know, I liked it, but maybe there's not enough to talk about, or you know this kind of stuff, or it wasn't that great, but maybe it would be interesting, and so we really do obsess way more than we probably should. But I think we both try to find books that we like plus books that have things that can be discussed because you don't want to go into a group and everybody just say, oh, yeah, I really liked it and end of discussion. And in a a group, in a thing like this where some of us didn't like the book, I think sometimes it's more interesting um, than if everybody just likes it and doesn't have much to say about it.
2: Well, we appreciate all your efforts and the book group is very enjoyable and y'all do a good job of picking stuff. And uh, I appreciate everybody's comments tonight. It, the discussion was really good, like it always is. And uh, I suspect that I, yeah, I'll definitely be reading Wonder or The Wonder or whatever the name of it is. But I I know I'm I'm believing that it's not going to be any kind. If if they try to hint around that it's some kind of religious miraculous thing happening, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say right up front, I don't believe that's going to be the case. There's going to be some kind of of uh, 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 plausible explanation for whatever's happening so uh, I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that but anyway I hope everybody uh, enjoys your weekend and uh, uh, got another day before we get to it but uh, thanks again for your comments and I enjoyed the discussion
0: yes th- thank you everybody for coming and I'm just for the recording I'll just mention that the next time that we're meeting is Thursday September 7th so that's about five five weeks from today